Ladies, gentlemen, pimps in between, welcome one and welcome all to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Extravaganza. It's episode 115, my dudes, and we are going to have a really depressing episode for you today. Um, let's hope it's not too, let's hope it's not too sad, okay? Um, I won't, I won't beat around the bush, and I want to get right into it because we're going to try to keep the Show a bit shorter today. I'm joined by two uh, guys today that are part of the team. First and foremost, the original, the OG. We don't know if he's going to be here for the whole show because he's got some shiznit to do. Um, it is the bumptious Brighton boy, formerly known as the lovely London local lad. He's the guy that talks about XG all the time. Alfie Colshaw in the house. What's up, Alfie? What are you saying, lads? Yeah, yeah, I'm decent. I'm decent. Um... I don't think it'll be that depressing. I think it'll be interesting. I think there's a lot of different uh, views on the the transfer window that's just ended, um, and it's it's quite an interesting debate. I think even if some people are pretty disappointed at the moment, I'm like somewhat disappointed, but I'm not like devastated. Mm. Um, Good. Yeah. So yeah, what, yeah. Uh, we saying Daniel? Uh, just the intro. Um, and yeah, I think we'll we'll have some conflicting um, opinions for sure. And that always makes for a good podcast. That's the best thing about having Alfie on the show. Um, Alfie will always, you know, call you out immediately, be like, hey, no, that's not true. Um, and <laughs> always sparks a debate. And we love it here. We love it here on the Arsenal yeah. Cannon podcast. Now, you know, when you say uh, just the intro, it's quite funny because mm. you then proceed to say a lot more. So, yeah, <laughs> you're actually so in other words, lying. I'm actually a li- yeah. You're actually a lying piece of shit. Um, yeah, you're yeah. basically on par with Boris. Yeah, I'm basically Josh Cronky. Cunt. Yeah. Be excited. Yeah. Um, now the I guy that I, I would I would describe this next guy, you may know him as a celebrity, um, as somewhat of a complete opposite, a bizarro for all my DC nerds out there. To Alfie Coleshaw, it's Mac Johnson, the celebrity Mac. What is up, bruh? I'm doing all right, you know, having a good time. Um, It's been an interesting couple of days on the Arsenal Twitter sphere um, for a number of reasons. One, obviously, this transfer window is causing havoc in everybody's feeds. And I don't know. Um, It's also just fun because for some reason, Twitter has decided that I am now um, Arsenal Women FC's biggest supporter. So, like, literally every... You know how Twitter will give you like, oh, based off of topics you follow or based off of your likes and stuff like that, like Mm. just those recommended ones. Every single tweet I've gotten for the past two weeks has been about the women's team. And I absolutely love it. Like, it's amazing. Um, There was a like goal posted a thing that was like Bukayo Saka is the only Arsenal player to score um, in January. Right. Blatantly untrue because we have a women's team. And like a bunch of you know fans were like what about the women's team like are all of these players just chopped liver and then beth mead who by the way had one of the best yeah games i've ever seen that. in my life um 
literally quotes the thing and, and goes, oh, right. So I just don't play now. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> like, like yeah, I think she jokes, went, well, it's just yeah. not true, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just not true. Um, anyway, I am I'm very much enjoying my Arsenal women's content. Uh, and that's been a pretty bright spot in what hasn't been the greatest of weeks as an Arsenal fan. So, yeah, that's about it. really. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think what we're going to really learn from today's discussion is that even the people that aren't as disappointed as the people that are disappointed are sort of just coping with the fact better. You know, I think we're all in reality quite disappointed with the way that the window went. And that's that's fine. We're fully, fully entitled to be. Um, obviously, I really don't think I'm like massively disappointed. I mean, Alfie, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah, we will. Um I mean, just to start things off then, I guess, Alfie, I mean, mm. we needed a striker coming into it, right? We need a striker, and now we need one even more because we lost another one on loan in Balogun, which I think that loan move will turn out to be a very good decision. And then, obviously, you know, at the final hour, Aubameyang, off to Barcelona, it's been officially announced, it's Dude, done. Dude, the final minute. Yeah, you yeah. know, and... and um. Look, even that one, we're, we're going to be looking at it and we're going to say, right, he probably wouldn't be in the squad. He looks as if he was just completely frozen out by Arteta. And obviously, we're not totally privy to the whole entire situation, as all of the other podcasts have been saying, because I don't think it just comes down to him being tardy a few times that were documented by the press. There's got to be Definitely more to not. it. Um, but, Alfie, you know, we've got Aubameyang's 300,000 pounds per week plus off the wage bill, I think uh, I saw a bunch of accounts saying we're going to save over twenty million pounds or something crazy. I um, think it's like twenty six million pounds in the eighteen months left on his contract. Like that's the amount of money that we're saving. It's ridiculous. I mean, we could buy a good. pretty good player with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm. it's obviously these things, Alfie. They look very good on paper. However, we did really need a striker, and we didn't get that done. So walk me through some of your thoughts. I'll be, I, I'm. I'm I'm surprised you don't sound disappointed at all. Uh, so, I've, I've I've thought about this a lot, and just on the Aubameyang saga to Barcelona, mm. it was a crazy sort of 24 hours before the window. Like it was looked like it was certain, and then all of a sudden it collapsed, and then uh, and they were reporting that Aubameyang was just there for a holiday, extremely coincidental, uh, and then all of a sudden the deal <laughs> totally. was back on. Yeah. Um, the, so the reason I'm not disappointed, or I, I am disappointed, so I agree. Letting go of Aubameyang, I've I, I've sort of made my peace with that because I think clearly something was wrong. Obviously, as you just said, there we're not privy to it. Whether or not uh, our treatment of Aubameyang was too was harsh or not, it's what Arteta thinks was the right thing to do and the way to sort of reinforces authority amongst the squad and try and continue building this culture of um, sort of effectiveness, efficiency, and not, you know, that, that's what everybody's been saying in, in the reports. So I think we, you know, he wasn't going to play. So what's the point in having another Ozil situation or having a player ostracized, not playing on huge, huge money in the squad? Like you might as well get rid of him. Um, and I just didn't see any way of reconciliation. So um, in terms of the Aubameyang thing as a standalone uh, 
incident. I I can make my peace with that. We did need a striker. We all know we need a striker. We all know that's the next big piece of the jigsaw as we continue in this rebuild. It would have been very nice to bring, because obviously the reports were saying we would get through this season with a Bamingham Lacazette and then in the summer we'd address the the um, the striker situation. I think the position we found ourselves in in the top four race has potentially uh, heightened the need to bring that uh, deal forward, uh, the strike, new striker deal, because, you know, if we can improve our team drastically now, put us in better stead to get into the top four. Having said that, I, I as we've said, there, there's clearly been a long-term plan put in place. And if there was no way of getting one of our targets it's this in this window, there was no point in doing a panic buy and deviating from that long-term plan. So I can... You know, you don't want to bring in the wrong man for a ridiculous fee in this window, do you? And then you're fucked in the long term. So I, I, I mm. applaud the club for not deviating from that from that long term plan. I do think there was potentially room for a short term deal for just someone to back up Lacazette or compete with him. Someone like Morata. I know you weren't that keen on Morata, Daniel. Um, personally, I would have very happily taken him for six months. Um, I think, you know, even if you don't think he, he should be playing over Lacazette, I think he could, you know, he's a better option than Eddie and Ketia, isn't he? So mm, yeah, I think there was potentially room for, for that sort of deal. I think the issue with that was potentially that we spent the whole window courting Vlahovic and then that obviously didn't come to fruition. Then we were sort of trying to desperately push for either Calvert-Lewin or Isaac, but those were definitely not on the table or at least Isaac we we didn't think we should re- uh, trigger the release clause and we could do that in the summer or like negotiate a lower fee in the summer um and then there just wasn't enough time to sort of spring a last minute deal for someone like Morata um so I just I just can live but, but also the, the main thing is that this is the squad that's got us here yes we could have dealt with an extra an extra uh, improvement uh, to give us an even greater chance of getting the top four. But I do think no one's going to run away with it and we're going to be there or thereabouts with the same squad that's got us into this position and, you know, competed with Manchester City a few weeks ago uh, and probably should have won that game if it wasn't for refereeing decisions. So I just can, I can live with it. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm happy. Like I, I would have loved a strike and it would have been a great bit of business to do, but I don't think we're. I think the 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 meltdown is a bit drastic, considering like we haven't weakened our starting eleven at all. We've slightly weakened the st- squad depth, but I guess we'll get into more of the the other players in a minute. But yeah, very long answer. But that's why I'm not overly. You know, I'm not having a meltdown like a lot of the fans. I don't. I don't think this has been like a terrible week for us. That's what I think. Fair enough, Mac. How how are you feeling? I mean, Alfie is, I think, definitely looking at the silver lining of it. And I think yeah. it's good to, to take to take some positives from the window for sure. We got rid of a lot of Deadwood, you know. Um, how, are, how are you just feeling overall? Um, honestly, overall, I think in light of a lot of what I've seen recently on Twitter, I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, first of all, I want to comment on some of the comments that... Fiorentina's, I want, might have been owner, might have been like, 
I don't know what the like director of football, maybe a GM. I don't know if they have those, but like that's a nice American term. Oh, for it's you. a great American term, but um, <laughs> it's he basically said like every single week a different English club came in with an offer for Vlavic. We accepted it, and the agent and the player said no. Like it's so clear that he did not want to make a move to England. That I I, yeah. I mean, and I mean I said this like last podcast or two podcasts ago where everyone was like, oh yeah, I think I'll sign Vlavic. And I said, no chance, no chance. Um, it just, I don't know. It just never felt like that was going to happen. It didn't fair enough. Um, and as, in terms of Isaac, 90 million euros, it, it's a lot of money. Fucking ridiculous. Um, it's, no, a, sorry, it's a whole no. lot of money and he is worth mm. like maybe 60% of that. Like if we put 55 on the table for him, that would be a ridiculous deal. Like in terms of yeah, which is why we we exactly. clearly felt you know we we could potentially negotiate in the summer, but there was no way of doing that with yeah. two days left, and they don't want to lose their star striker. Yeah, would have been funny to sign Adnan Yenizai though. <laughs> Just, I loved all the reports that he was in London with Isaac, and it was like, huh, okay, why? <laughs> sure, maybe he is just taking a holiday. But um, fair play to Isaac for fooling yeah. the whole fan base and just going to London. True, and the, and the car thing is the quite car funny. Thing. He bought oh. a car, yeah. Yeah, oh. the, like registered. Was it was it like a Bentley or a Royce or something? It was something ridiculous. Rolls Royce. Yeah. Rolls Royce. Rolls yeah. Royce, and it had like I S space A A K as the. Um, it was, yeah, a five. Plate. Yeah, or I five. Yeah. Right, Corsi, because you have to have numbers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, first of all, I think it's so cool that Flo Balligan is about to go link up with Aaron Ramsey at uh, Rangers. Like that's so cool. Um. Like, it's just, I don't know. Uh, in terms of the whole striker situation, I'm not awfully mad. Um, I think... Wait, Balogun's gone to... Is it not going to Rangers? Am I uh, wrong? Am I really wrong? No, he, he's at Middlesbrough. Is he? Yeah, okay. yeah, he, he's been yeah, playing. He, he got an assist on the weekend. Oh, yeah. true, yeah. Finally replacing Martin Braithwaite then. There you go. Um, yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I think, I think it's because... Yeah, they've got... Um, Rangers have that defender Balogun. Oh, that's maybe the that's one. why you got yep. confused. That's yeah, the they're called. I think yeah. it's. A uh, I, I was, yeah, very, I was like, what? I was. So I was like, did yeah. he get a loan from loan? No, no. They. Um. <laughs> I. I saw something about like a Balligan on Rangers on like Sky the other day and was a bit confused because I thought he had gone uh... to Middlesbrough, but like turns out it's the wrong Balligan. Um. Anyway. For shortest thing. loan ever. Two yeah. Weeks. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> but regardless, like. In terms of, you know, am I happy about the fact that the only two strikers in our squad currently are both unproductive and leaving in, at the end of the season? No, it's not great. Um, but at the same time, it's it, it's almost the perfect scenario in terms of kind of really starting afresh. I have a tweet of mine that I will read out later at some point during the show when I talk about all the departures. But like hmm. the fact that we didn't sign someone it sucks we really could have used with another striker we really could have used with another midfielder of quality but at the end of the day our squad is unbelievably talented and it has gotten us this far am i a little worried about depth yes but when depth is mm. the only kind of real concern in light of all of the good things that have happened this transfer window i'm i'm not happy but i'm content and especially given all of the teams who have done nothing to fix their problems as well. 
like Man United True. did not sign a new midfielder. Spurs mm. did some pretty good business, but like I thought they made they also some good lost, signings. To be but, fair, yeah, they th- did. They also lost two of their better midfielders. No, e- exactly. Like they haven't worked here, yeah. but they are talented players. Um, yeah, they did a lot of kind of chopping and changing. That's whatever. Basically, the only teams with real issues were Bur- that like signed players were Burnley, United, and Watford. And I'm sorry, not United. What am I smoking? Um, Burnley, Newcastle, United, and definitely. Watford. No, no, Newcastle didn't. Si- oh, sorry, United didn't sign a player. I was thinking Burnley, Newcastle, and Watford. And I'm not mm. like unbelievably concerned about any of those. Um, the only team of genuine caliber that I am like impressed with the signings of are it's Villa and Everton. But you know. Um, like in comparison to the rest of the rest of the league, we've genuinely not had a bad window. Um, it is true. Yeah. When you think about our top four contenders, West Ham, United, Spurs, maybe Spurs have improved, but the other two have done absolutely nothing. So like, and the fact that we're sort of around them on par with them at the moment suggests that like, we're probably, it's probably going to be pretty tight for the rest of the season. Yes. A striker may have pushed us ahead of them a bit. Um, but you know, as we said, we didn't want that to be the wrong guy. We didn't want to spunk a fuck ton of money on yeah. a guy we didn't want. If you go, if that yeah. wasn't part of the long term plan, yeah. And well, I mean, I mean like, the, yeah, I was going to say go just in, in terms of the Isaac deal as well. Just mm. in the particulars of it, like it makes it clear that there is a lot of interest in him from Arsenal, but that they don't see him as like the perfect player we need right now, and. I'm glad that we are no longer throwing stupid money at, you know, the perfect player that we need right now, because the last time we did that, it was Nicolas Pepe. And, Mm. you know, he was seen as everything because of some pretty sweet highlight reels, um, but has not panned out in the way we wanted him to. And I'm not saying that Isaac is a highlight reel player. I think he's really quality. But at the same time, we are not throwing 90 million at a solution that might fail, which is, you know really great i think like i hate that that's the standard for goodness but that's great yeah no i mean yeah. for sure uh, the the athletic now i don't know if you guys saw it they've even confirmed it now that that is why arsenal didn't go after him they were interested in him they yeah. saw that release clause and knew that's how much it would be to to snap him up from sociedad which by the way fully understandable from sociedad it's the middle of the season even if you know isaac's not having a good campaign you don't want to lose a guy who could turn around and who knows, maybe even score 10 more goals this season or something crazy. You know, you don't want to be, you know, losing an asset like that in the middle of the transfer window, unless it's for top dollar. And there's absolutely no way in hell that he's worth that release clause. So I think that's a, that's a, you know, that's a positive. Um, Alpha, you talked about Morata there a little bit. There was also some Mm. uh, talk of Jovic as well, by the way, I had a quality uh, tweet. Yeah. Um, did you? I don't know if you guys saw it. was a poll. It was like, who would you want? Um, Isaac's too expensive. Or what would you want? Would you want Jovic, um, Isaac, or Death by Drowning? Death by Drowning won pretty comprehensively with over 60%. I've never understood why people think Morata's bad. I don't get it. You really rate Morata? Actually, I, two, okay, two, I do get two it. words. And Chelsea. It's the same. Chelsea. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great at Chelsea, um, but like he wasn't abysmal, and he's he's also been like decent wherever he's gone. I don't think he's like the absolutely most prolific goal scorer, 
um, you're going to see, but neither is Lacazette. And we all know some of the qualities that Lacazette does bring. And I think what he would have brought us is he his all-round play and his his involvement in the build-up, uh, his pressing ability is is better than Lacazette. And he would offer slightly more goal threat. So I just think it would probably have been an upgrade for six months. Um, I mean, yeah, we and saw I, that I get, in Spain I with think the Euros the, the too. Reason, yeah, the reason I think everyone thinks Morata is bad is because he does have some glaring misses. Um, but then you look at it and he's not even a poor finisher. Like he's, he's not notoriously a brilliant finisher, but he's like sort of around XG most seasons or slightly below it sometimes. So he's not like exceptional last season and a half. I checked he's been above it. Um, but it's generally is because he does have a few glaring misses. People just think he's bad, but I think, I think he's, I think he's an underrated footballer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't like but, him. I don't know again. what it is. I don't know. I just have never really rated Maratta. I mean, I mean, if we were to bring him in, you're not wrong. If we were to, <clears throat> there's a nice. reason why he keeps jumping between all these massive yeah. clubs. He's never, never been at a small club. Well, he also can establish he's, himself. He's obviously got a something club. about him. True, but he's obviously got something about him. Yeah, for sure. And and you are not wrong in saying that for a six month loan. However, highly impractical because we are impractical because we see that Juventus were completely uninterested in doing that with Arthur. You know, I'm, and uh, Maratta's Atletico's player anyway, so this would have been super complicated to get done in the first place. Um, yeah, but it's like they probably wouldn't just be interested in six months. You know, they'd probably want eighteen months too. Yeah. I don't want Maratta on the books for eighteen months, man. Maybe till the end of the season would have been good no, and would have been helpful, um, but. You know, there's probably other factors that that were involved and in, in not getting it over the line. I mean, it's frustrating. It's annoying that we were so after Vlahovic Alfie and we couldn't get it over the line. But mm. I understand your optimistic outlook because I don't like Mac was yeah. touching on. I don't want us to just be chucking this huge money at a player that we don't know. Um, mm. you know, much about. We don't know if they're going to come panic by, do we? Exactly. I mean, pay, paying that extortionate, to use one of your nice British words, um, I've never heard an American say extortionate, besides me and Mac. Um, to, to, to slap down that huge sum of money to, to you know, buy the, the release clause for Isaac, who scored four league goals this campaign would be the absolute definition of a panic buy. So I'm happy we didn't go through with it. I didn't really hear any concrete rumors to Dominic Calvert-Lewin at all. I don't know if I was just under a rock or something. I, but, uh, well, th- there was interest, according to Athletic. Yeah. But I don't but think no, we did much to get him. And no numbers got thrown around or anything of the sort. So I don't think that was ever going to be one that could get done in the middle of the season. Everton just do not strike me as a type of club to sell one of their main assets the in the middle of the season. predicament they're in. Exactly. They're going to need all the help they can get. And Calvert-Lewin and then the two, you know, loanees they brought in. I'm I'm actually really yeah. interested to see how both of them fare. Um, they're, yeah. they're going to need all the help they can get to get out of that relegation battle. Fuck um, Belly Alley, though. Yeah. Yeah, True. Indeed. He's going to fly. That wasn't, so that wasn't a loan, though, was it? That wasn't a loan. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Yeah, he signed. I think it was That's true. 40 mil or something. Yeah. There's some weird, like, incentives on it, too. Did you? 14. I think I might be wrong. No, I said 40. 
No, no, no. That might not, that, that might much. be wrong. Is it not? Let me let me look where real I, quick. I thought I saw that. It might be thirty. It's weird. Anyway. What I read is it's super incentivized though, and it starts off as like free oh, okay. or something. Yeah, and and then it turns into like a fee with. Uh, here we go. Here's it from from Fab. Um, initial free transfer contract till 2024. They it's 12 million after 20 games. Oh, you're right. Actually, damn. Add-ons around 35 to 40 million pounds, depending on player slash team performance. Hell. So, in other words, it'll be a free transfer because he's going to flop. Um, I mean, if they if they recruit, if they manage to get Delhi Alley of like 2015, 16, 17, 18, that is a great player. Um, eh, I don't unfortunately, think so. I, d- I don't I don't see that happening. I think Van de Beek will do well. He, he's Delhi Alley's brother at this point, like. <laughs> for real i think i think it was genuinely very good it was like I'm, yeah. i don't like saying it but he was he was i i but i don't think it'll i don't think it'll translate i think uh, van de beek will be a good signing for everton now and he'll probably want to stick around there i thought it was weird they signed both because they're both kind of like at their peaks van de beek and and deli ali were basically the same player i i like, could not disagree with you more on that half <laughs> No, I think Van der Beek was different. No, Van der Beek at Ajax was basically a second striker. Like he was deli alleying. Well, he was an attacking midfielder, but like in terms of the way they drop into spaces and like like they are un- they're totally different in their play styles. Like they play the same area of the pitch, but Van der Beek also drops probably twenty yards deeper to get the ball. Like I don't, he- I don't think he did that much at, in in at that peak Ajax team. He was. He no, he did because he was he was the one that. Uh, no, he was. It was a, a lot of the time. It was Tadic. Of. It was no a lot of the time. It was Tadic dropping, uh, and and then, um, Van der Beek making the late runs beyond. Like maybe Van der Beek more comparative to Ramsey, but he was he was doing quite a lot of Deli Ali type shit, uh, in that Ajax team. Like maybe maybe after that season he changed a bit, but in that like peak season, yeah. that's what he was. But I feel like Ali just loved those wide half spaces so much. Like that was always where he thrived, and Van de Beek was so central. That's mm. just my because like Ali loved kind of drifting wide and playing on the inside shoulder of the of the fullback. Like that was where he was really dangerous because then he would just make obscene amounts of space in the middle for insert Ericsson, Kane, that entire team. You know, has a Spurs fan tweeted about the 16-17 season today? Yes. 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 So Anyway, Mac, should get back to Arsenal. I was going to yeah, say, go Mac, we um, we have so few players that you guys feel the need to talk about ones from other teams. So um, yeah. how does Can that Can I just make... say one... Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go on. Just go on. Say it. <laughs> one thing on... Uh, or just to... Because everyone probably screaming at me earlier saying... Uh, trying to paint it as all rosy. I am I am concerned about like the striker depth issue. Like yeah. Mac mentioned the the depth uh, in general. I'm not as concerned about the general depth, but I'm concerned about what happens if Lacazette gets injured. I think we can't rely on Eddie and Ketia. Um, he's just not. He's not the player we need in this position. He's not good enough. Can Martinelli do a job there potentially? But then we're even weaker in other areas, as in we're weaker de- in terms of depth in other. Areas. I am worried about that. Pepe, like, Loki, yeah. honestly, yeah, potentially. I mean, Mac, the depth. Yeah, we've got to talk the about the depth because yeah. you know we got rid of a lot of dead wood. Uh, some of it on loan. Some of it is gone forever. 
to never be seen again in an Arsenal shirt. And thank goodness, right? Gone forever, Aaron Hernandez. Yep. But <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, Alfie, do you get that joke? Probably not. No. That's a football player. That's like a murderer. Um, and it's a. And I, okay. I won't explain the full joke, but it's a Jason Sudeikis clip. Just look it up. It's funny. Okay. <laughs> so any, anywho, wow, I was so good at derailed what I was saying. Um, so they, we got rid of a lot of the, a lot of the things we need to get rid of. We're saving a lot of money. So maybe this paves the way for a promising summer, like similar to the last one where we made a lot of adjustments and really improved this team. So, is this depth going to be good enough for the final league matches? You know, I think it's 17 league games that we have left, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Um, is this depth going to be enough to get us through? And when we do get through, is the plan to just have a massive spending spree in the summer? I mean, I almost feel like it has to be. Um, on the depth note, first off, I am... I say I'm concerned about the depth. I am. I'm concerned concerned about striker depth, like specifically. Um, and the other one that really mystified me was Chambers to Villa. Like from the and uh, of course I wrote an article about this. Um, go check it out on wheelofyourarsenal.co.uk. But um from from that perspective, right? I don't think it's healthy to have three center backs at the club. You know, arguably Tomiyasu and Tierney can both do a job there, but at the same time, um, I know there were no designs on extending his deal. He has six months left on his contract. I get it. He's available to sign pre-contracts. Yes. Did we have to give him to Villa on a free transfer with $2 million in add-ons? Absolutely not. Um, I, I, we're strengthening a direct rival in the one area that they need backup. And Don't call can, Villa a direct himself. rival. They are, a, they are They are not a direct rival. In the past two months, they've been better than us. No, they're not going for top four. But, like, just in terms of... They haven't been better than us in the last two months. Yeah, they have. We were the best team in the league pretty much in December. And they were pretty much the best team in the league in January. They also had a very good December. Nah. Anyway. Um, and I only say that because we were shite in January. I don't, I, don't think they're that, I don't think they're that good. Fair enough. Um, regardless, I like they, are, they may not be in the same league position. I get what you mean, yeah. But, like... The one area of the pitch they needed real genuine backup was at like a right center back for Kansa and because Tuanzebe has been shit and a right back for uh, Matty Cash. And they have both now, which kind of sucks. Um, and we've given them that for absolutely nothing while losing our second best right back and like the only alternative to if we get a red card and an injury, we'll be relying on Rob Holding and fill in the blank, right? Like it's just, it's not. It's not a happy situation. Um, and I don't know. that. Like I'm unbelievably fine with the rest of the deals. Uh, Kolasinac can go. Um, the Aubameyang deal I think we'll probably get on to. Other than the fact that it was signed at, you know, 11.59 British time, um, I think is pretty crazy. That's when his, like, contract um, nullification with Arsenal came through. But, yeah, just generally, I think we... If well-managed and if the players can keep their heads screwed on, we have the depth. Um, and this is when I'll reference my tweet because now I get to. Um, 
if I said, if this were the beginning of a summer window, the entire fan base would be overjoyed with the amount that we've saved. Uh, don't forget, we're still struggling through the financial repercussions of COVID. I'm not happy about the lack of incomings, but we didn't lose anything important. Um, now our biggest hope is that the players keep their heads screwed on and stop getting themselves banned from important matches. The world hasn't ended. Our squad is still talented. The fight is still on. Um, oh, that's a good tweet. Yeah, I'm, that, I think. I'm really happy with yeah. that tweet. Zero likes so far, so blow it up. <laughs> uh, um, did, I, did I not like it? Oh, you liked the first bit. The second one has zero. The first one has... Two oh, likes and one response, which is mine. The second one has zero <laughs> likes and two Jeez, responses, so I'm killing popping it. off. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, celebrity, <laughs> the celebrity they call me the celebrity, but yeah. Um, there you go. To answer, yeah, to answer your second question, Daniel. Oh, thanks, Teddy. There is no way. <laughs> uh, there is no way that we can't have a massive spending spree in the summer. Um, and I say that specifically because right now we have two strikers. At the end of the summer, assuming Balogun does not go somewhere permanently, we will have one, potentially zero if he does. That is so funny. He's going to turn up to preseason training as the as first choice. The only choice. striker, yeah, well, just again, him, him well, and I mean, Beareth, him, him and maybe Martinelli. But like, yeah. th- this is the thing. Yeah, there is. We need strikers, and we don't have them, and we need good ones. So there will have to be a spending spree, and with the obscene amount of money almost i think over 500k a week that we've saved this window um we should be able to maybe bankroll some of those if we're not paying off our debts to both this is the saddest thing i'm about to Mm. say paying off our debts to the bank of england and also to our fucking owner like it's just ridiculous but well do you know who our highest paid player is now um it's lacazette it is lacazette at 180k yeah 180 yeah 100 whoa so we're gonna gonna recoup even more in the summer yeah he's gone and uh el neni's gone on 50k i think a week and eddie's on like like 40 or something so that's like a good chunk off and then obviously we might get rid of others i slightly disagree though on some of the depth things do you tell i think i don't have a problem with any of the the departures besides the timing of Maitland-Niles departure. I think it was clearly time for Maitland-Niles to go. Um, He wasn't getting the minutes he wanted. Uh, He clearly wanted to move on and we had a sort of gentleman's agreement. I do think we all can agree that, you know, we shouldn't have let him go at the time we did. We should have waited a couple of weeks because he could, we could have really done with him in some of those games and that may have cost us. I think that is a mistake. I think, um, but if he'd gone like in the last few days, I don't think anyone would have particularly minded. Uh, yeah, fair for the other departures. I see what you mean by chambers, but I, I think when you've got 17 games left and very few midweek, like there'll be a lot of weeks where we play one game and we have a week break. Like how many minutes did, did the combined, did the players that left combined get excluding Aubameyang who obviously played, how many Premier League minutes do they do they muster up between August and now? One. Sarah yeah. Kalasnach got a one-minute cameo away at Leicester. Callum Chambers, Pablo Marie. Um, uh, who's the others? Callum Chambers, Pablo Marie. Not Maitland Niles because he did get some minutes. I don't know why I thought it was one. Well, anyway, whatever. They've hardly 
played in the Premier League. And yes, there's there's chances there's going to be injuries, but I think three centre-backs plus the ability to bring in Tomiyasu and maybe Tierney, as you said, I don't think it's it's going to be hugely problematic because it hasn't been up to this point. And I know unless we get like a drastic injury crisis at the back, I don't think that's going to be problematic. Central midfield, we've still got four options. It's may, it's the attacking area's depth I'm worried about. I'm not too worried about defensively, personally. I think it's where, it's what happens if Lacazette gets injured. You know, what happens if Martinelli yeah. gets injured? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where the worry comes from with the depth. It's just mm. ifs, all the ifs. And we're Arsenal, man. All the ifs basically always happen. <laughs> you know, like what if... Yeah. Greta Jacker gets a red card and he's suspended. Oh, that's going to happen. What if Lacazette gets injured? What if Lacazette and Nketiah get injured? Oh, shit. You know, like, mm. it's just... You say this with every squad, couldn't you? Like, oh, for sure. what if... Yeah, for sure. Like, but, but we are cursed. Point, you, you can't just have player after player. Like, and I know we, we have 19 or 20 senior players left, which is quite light. But for mm. a team without Europe, that's yeah. kind of standard. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I need to yeah. pop off now. Have Alrighty. a good one, mate. See you around. See yeah. it's, it's been a pleasure. And uh, yes. yeah, like and share on that. And I'll, I'll see you guys later. Good man. So you probably leave the call as I end this. <laughs> right. Mm. Bye. Adios. All right. So yeah. let's, let's, keep um, it, let's keep it running. Um, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, on that note, by the way, I did just remember that COVID is a thing. So yeah. I'm not just talking uh Injury concerns if we have COVID issues, that's another depth for thing, sure. But I mean, you know, exactly, yeah, won't let off argue it. Um, what's next on our agenda? So, um, you know what, I just want to say, well, well, you could maybe think of like a more serious topic to yeah, talk yeah, about. On, Can man. we just take a moment to laugh at Barcelona and the the the, the structuring? of Aubameyang's deal. I mean, sometimes, Mac, I look at this club, and I'm not even talking about Arsenal anymore. We're going to have a roast Barcelona hour. How is a team that large run that badly? Like, they gave Aubameyang, I think it's a four-year deal, and they're yeah. putting well, him on ridiculous wages. I mean, Is it four what's years? Up? I think it was. I think it was, if I read it correctly. All right, time to go stock Fabrizio real quick. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the thing I'm, I was reading is bullcrap. The but... last I heard is that it was um, the basically it went from a loan deal which they rejected because of wages to um, eighteen months, basically a six month deal once the contract was nullified, and then a further year on top. But I I, I can check. Oh, that that actually makes more sense. Surely yeah. they can't be that stupid. No, I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I also I love the fact, by the way. Speaking of summer transfers, that uh, Leon are trying to re-sign Lacazette. That would be a good move for Laka. Yeah, like honestly, they I mean, literally have said, and I'm I've just seen it on Fabrizio's, but yeah, and I quote: "We are going to try our best to sign Lacazette again in the summer." He'll go back there too. I, I, he loves Leon. You Absolutely, know? I could I mean, totally. He was, he was better for them than he ever was for us. So I, I mean, and Mac, would it surprise you at all to see Lacazette go back to Lyon and actually start playing pretty well? You know, I think 
I think I think the Premier League is just difficult yeah. for him. He, you know? He's built for the French league. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you know, I, I think I know a good place to take this discussion. Go Screw on, talking about the past. Let's talk about the future, man. That the, what's past do, is baby. past. It's all done. The squad is thin. But Alfie was saying before he hopped off, you know, we don't have any more Europe to contend with. We're not in any of the cups. We literally just have, you know, Premier League fixtures. And the squad size is pretty standard. So if all goes well, we should be fine. And if we don't make top four, let's be honest about it. I don't think any of us really thought we were going to make top four coming into this season. You know, if we finish, let's say sixth, fifth or sixth, and we got rid of a bunch of that dead wood, the hopes for the summer are high. I think we could classify that as a pretty good season, but we'll just see what happens. Now, on the summer, Mac, this team is going to need some additions and a good amount. Oh, of, yeah. You know, probably oh, yeah. a similar window to uh, the previous summer one, but maybe just on the opposite end of the pitch. You know, we need a, we need a couple strikers. We need, we need realistically two or three, you know. Um, we need really, in my opinion, to replace Granit Xhaka. And we Agreed. need to strengthen other areas as well. So Yeah, let Xhaka go to Roma finally. Right. I mean, talk about, man, Jose Mourinho is obsessed with Granit Xhaka. So He's, I, I don't he, know. He if, is, to quote everyone, gagging for Granit Xhaka. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, the rumor that came out, but it was like Roma, some figure around. Now, the Euros to Pounds thing always confuses me. Um, yeah. Because I'm used to dollars to pounds, but they were Roma was talking about something like 18 to 20 million euros. So I'm assuming that's like 15 million pounds or something, right? Probably. Which is what they offered. Well, they offered like 12, and we rejected it, having previously said we'd be okay with them paying 15. I mean, I think uh, you didn't. You don't take that in the middle of the season, especially not with a replacement lined up. But Mac, nope. if they come in with another offer like that, you have to sell them. You know, I mean, I just think. We'll, we'll get into the striker situation later on, but let's talk about Jaka now since we're already there. Please. Um, Alfie wrote this about a year ago when uh, Jaka's contract was, you know, reaching expiration. Obviously, we went and, and gave him a new deal um, that it would be a natural parting of the ways to have him head out the exit door. Uh, ultimately, that didn't come to fruition, and he stuck around. And what we've seen... Mac is Jacques is going to Jacques and there's nothing we could do to change it. And though I think he's a very talented footballer and I like some of his, and I emphasize some of his personality traits, um, bold and italicize that if you will. Oh yeah. He just really also pisses me and the rest of the fan base off. And that's not even what's important though. He screws us over pretty frequently too. Um, whether it's justified or not, I think is completely irrelevant. Now it's got to a point where he's got a reputation so bad that he cannot salvage it. He can't fix it. Referees think he's an idiot and he's clumsy and he gets red cards. That's just what he does. Dude, um, he can't foul without getting a yellow. It's amazing. No. And, you know, I, but Mac, to be fair, does he really have anybody to blame for that apart from himself? You know, I mean, um, he I agree. constantly is doing stupid things. So I think we have to move on from this guy. And if there's somebody coming up to us and saying, hey, we'll give you some money for that, then I think we have to take it. Yeah, I think so for a number of reasons. First off, you know, as this transfer window has proved and as a lot of fans are pretty angry about, we are very good at not taking money for deals. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I saw a tweet that was like, I never want to see release clause or contract terminated ever again uh, in, <laughs> in relation to Arsenal. And fair enough. But, you know, this is the, these are the necessary steps in doing an actual full rebuild. Um, I don't think, yeah, just to interject real quick, yeah. sorry. I don't think that's the fault of this current regime, oh, by no, the no. way. I think the previous one just really left them with a, a plate of horseshit and they're expected to turn it into ice cream, you know? Exactly. So. And and I will, you know, I will say that's the latter years of Wenger. That is Emery. And that is how the club was run during that period. Like, mm. ick, 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 ick. But yeah. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, in terms of midfielders, a Xhaka replacement would be great. And then I think a third midfielder of quality in terms of rotation would be amazing. Yes. Um, someone, I mean, we've been linked to Ruben Neves forever, and he really is a fantastic player. I, I would take Neves. I'm pretty sure he's still only 23. I'm I'm pretty sure he's young as shit. Let's fact um, check that, because we've been throwing around a lot of facts that are... We, false because of transfer windows hey so you're 24 but still 24 right listen yeah he's not even in his prime yet he's still a fantastic player um would genuinely love to see him at the club and then beyond that there are uh, a plethora of of talented young midfielders if we're in the mood to sign some americans you know weston mckinney tyler adams could be cool um Woo, the Brits gone, so now here comes the propaganda. Exactly. I mean, hey, the only listen, considering the only actual business we did this um this season was just blatant money laundering. Um <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Can we talk <laughs> yeah, about that? Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. Talk uh, about me. Talk about your midfield God's targets sake. to me though, because you know a lot about uh obscure players and stuff. I have I have so many. Um in terms of chance creation from midfield, I mean, I talk about him constantly, um, but uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach's Florian Neuhaus is an unbelievable player. Um, also from the Bundesliga, there's a bunch. Um, Haidara for Leipzig and um, Konrad Leimer for Leipzig would both be amazing. You've always, always liked Leimer. You know, I'm a big Konrad Leimer guy. You know this. Uh, yep. In terms of other leagues, um, there's a lot to pillage in Milan. Frank Kessier is out of contract in the summer. He could be huge. But I would also consider going for someone like Sandro Tonali. He's been underperforming recently, and he's very, very good. Good young player. Um, Great hair. Looks like like he's in the Beatles. Yeah, he he, he looks like... (laughs) Good God. He does, to be fair. He looks a bit like Severus Snape, though. Um, (laughs) And... There have also been links to Nico Barella, which I think would be a dream signing. Um, it's never going to happen. He's, in my opinion, a top five, top five midfielder in the world right now. So I don't think it's wow. that'll ever go through. Um, yeah. Other than that, moving on to France, I think the entire world is obsessed with <laughs> crazy. with crazy, what's man. his face Chuameni, Orlane Chuameni. Everyone's gagging for him right now. Um, He's basically Declan Rice light. But um, speaking of Declan Rice, West Ham oh, went in God. for... I wish. No, uh, West Ham went in for Calvin Phillips. I think that could be an amazing signing. Calvin Phillips would be so fucking good in our team. Probably a fifth um, of the price of Declan Rice, too. Exactly, because yeah. Dex, Dex <laughs> is going to cost like 90 million plus. 
Um, I think Declan Rice is a yeah. fucking tremendous footballer, though. What? So, oh, he's amazing. Um, as, as I think no, that's probably as, pretty as justified. Al would say, what a jugador. But like... Jugador. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just doing Spanish homework before recording this, man. That's excellent. Funny. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> we did talk about that. But um, also, I mean, I... I could go on, Daniel. Um, you love you love I, your your player scouting, don't you, man? Dude, I I I enjoyed this sport. Couldn't you tell? Um, yeah, yeah. I think underrated signing. Here's another one: Florian Grealich at uh, Hoffenheim. Really good player. I think ju- close I think to Grealish. Twenty five. It is twenty five or twenty six. Speaking of Jack Grealish and Declan Rice, what is it about Irish people becoming English that then makes them so unbelievably profitable? <laughs> Like those are the two biggest like Ireland traders in the past five years, and look at well, that. you know, that's, yeah. I, I've got I've got a little bit of Irish in my blood, but like most Americans, I'm just kind of a mutt and have everything. Yeah, um, that's fair. Me too. Like, I I I really like the Republic of Ireland's uh, team, but it just seems like the players from there never really you know spring up and and do anything. So I can't really blame the players when they kind oh, of no. shift nationalities you know no nor can i it's just a funny coincidence um yeah for sure yeah well not funny funny to us not them no absolutely not um i'm happy to go on but you know there are (laughs) but you could go on for hours so i'll stop oh my like genuine hours i there, there are so many options um and of course as you know the resident bundesliga fan of this site and podcast it's a little centered around that but um just generally, I think there are even you know what? Fuck it, one more. Former Arsenal player, plays for Milan, Ismail Benasser, would do really well at the team. Um That would be interesting. That's the last one I have. Um Fair. But yeah, just generally I think there are so many options in terms of signing new players and with the twenty six million we've just saved from Alba plus, you know, all of the other wages that we're currently recouping. There is there is a genuine chance to to have a pretty blockbuster window, not you know in the midfield, but not just in the midfield. Segway. Yeah, that's and that's the most important area, the place that you're segueing to. Mac, we need a fucking striker or two or three. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, if we were to bring in three strikers next season, isn't it crazy that we'd be like, okay, yeah, cool. I would be really happy if we brought in. A very, very, very good striker, a good striker, and then a young prospect. I think that would be perfect in that position, yeah, to be honest. Or maybe even just bring back Balogun from loan. That's possible as well. Um, yeah. That's probably the more likely Happy thing. Too. Um, Mac, in my opinion, though, and I think most people would agree with this, we need bare minimum two strikers in the summer. Oh, yes. Um, we lost three. Well, we haven't even technically lost three yet. We've lost one now, but we are going to lose the next two come the summer. Um, and, you know, having Balogun come in, I think, to occupy that Anketia role is fully fine. I'm going to, I mean, you know what? In fact, I'm going to rescind my three striker thing. Let's get rid of that. Two strikers. That's more realistic. Balogun could fill the Anketia role. We need a replacement, though, for Aubameyang, and we need a replacement for Lacazette. You just gave me a total nerd. A rant about some midfielders. We have been nerdishly, if that's a word, ranting and and you know fantasizing about a bunch of different strikers. You and I really like Jonathan David, for example, who there oh, are yes. no concrete rumors to really. Um, 
Calvert-Lewin was in with a shout. Even honestly, Mac, I've got to be honest. I don't think we'll get Isaac. I think he just costs too much. Um, Agreed. He has a, his release oh, cost won't change in the summer. And he has a really long time left on his deal at Sociedad. Um, Let's do like 2026, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, ugly. that was really bold when he signed that deal. You know, I think it was about a year ago or so now. Everybody was like, what are you doing? And I think maybe Isaac kind of looked at it like, oh, I know I'll crush it and somebody will pay that release clause. But obviously it hasn't really gone to plan for him uh, this season, at least. Obviously things can change. He's still very young. Um, but Mac, if you were to, you know, you're in charge, right? You're looking at strikers. You've got to be a little realistic, though. You know, we have to realize that if we go after a Jonathan David from Lille, that's going to cost a lot of money. That's going to cost probably 60 to 70 million pounds, I would assume. Um, maybe it could even be more. Potentially, they they really like yeah. him there because he's one he's of... a really good player. Maybe even their best player, you know. Um, you got Dominic Calvert-Lewin from Everton. I think realistically, probably looking at about 50, maybe even more. Um, so what do you do? What do you do? It's going to cost a lot. There's no two ways around it. You need a couple strikers, and it's going to cost a lot of money. You look at the combined fee of Lacazette and Aubameyang, over 100 million pounds. We're probably going to have to do that again. Yep. And unlike last summer, where we spent over 100 million pounds on six players, I, I, I think I would like to spend over... 100 million pounds on two mm. and yeah i think we're gonna have to spend know, more than last summer in, there's oh no two God, ways yes. around it yeah, yeah no absolutely um i think in my opinion you know again the dream david and calvert lewin secondary dream david and ollie watkins um do you want me to list like potential good strikers like yeah give me some give quality? me some prospects because i'm just not yeah. sure how realistic spending a hundred million pounds on two players in is and then I think for I think we will sell Granite Jaka to Roma I agree. and move on from him and sign somebody in the midfield. So I think that's bare minimum. That's three players right there. Right? Yep. I don't think it's really that realistic to be spending a hundred million on two strikers and then yeah. however much Ruben Neves would cost. So yeah, give me some maybe some more under the radar ones that you could potentially see slipping in along with that Calvert Lewin or David or even Isaac if we go back in for him signing. All right, here we go. Um, to quote I just like to hear you nerd out, by the way. I don't know if the listeners are interested in this at all. Yeah. I find it interesting because um, I don't really know that many players like you. <laughs> if we want a false nine replacement, we could do really, really, really well with Charles de Catalaire. Uh, 19-year-old kid for Club Bruges, freaking balled out in the Champions League. Um, really, really good player. Um, is that the guy I, that looks like Neymar, or is that a different dude? No, he's like six foot four and pedestal, okay, so no. So I don't think fair, so. fair. Um, other options include, pardon while I adjust my mic, um, College Jack, Timothy College Jack. I want to say he plays for, I'm going to say Stuttgart. I'm going to say it could also be Augsburg, and I think I'm wrong on both. He is another Bundesliga player, um, really highly linked with a potential loan move to a couple of Premier League clubs, um, talented player. I think if we're looking for a higher-end bargain, 
um, we could steal one out of under out from under West Ham's feet finally and go for Darwin Nunez at Benfica. Um, if we're looking for a winger slash striker hybrid, like 35 million for Pedro Goncalves at uh, Sporting could be brilliant. Um, I think there have been links to uh, who is the player we were meant to sign? Raul de Tomas. Um, oh, no. At not not an RDT fan. No, I've watched him only a couple yeah. times. I, I'm not a fan. I think That's he's very. very I, I, I he's really like. Selfish, I think he's unbelievably you know? average. Yeah. Um. Good finisher, but and like could you know could be ruthless in the prem. If we're looking for a La Liga striker to sign, Yusuf and Nasiri would be an absolute baller. I love the kid. Um, Lucas Perez. Hell no. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then. I mean, again, there are loads I could go on. So, um, I mean, for, yeah, Marcus, for what I'm, Marcus Turam is still available at Gladback as well, and I think he could do. We were happens. linked with, we, and we were linked with him in the past yeah, too. So years. I could totally see that. Um, look, the thing is about it: there are players there. There are good players that can fit our system because our system, I think, is better than it's been in years. So a lot of different guys can fit in to the formation and could, uh, you know. Could be the striker that we need, whether it is a more Lacazette false nine sort of guy or just an out-and-out goal scorer. But as we discussed in the past, I think the best you know course of action and why why Mac and I are so interested in you know David and Calvert Lewin, even though Calvert Lewin's not really known for that, but it looks like I could be kind of you know learned from him given his frame and everything. Um, we want right. a striker that could really do both, you know and. That's I, I want practical purchases, you know, and I'm, I'm honestly, you know, to kind of draw it to a close because we're getting close to the hour mark. Um, yeah, I'm happy that we acted with logical thinking in the January transfer window, and I sincerely hope that we can do the same in the summer. But I hope that our logical thinking in the summer calls for some money being spent. So, Mac, I guess just some just a parting question and you could take us out and then we'll go to marketing opportunity of a lifetime. Um, yeah, go on then. My parting question to you is how do you think we'll fare in the summer? And if you were to make some very bold predictions right now, I'm not going to ask you to make uh, to name players because anything can happen. Um, Thanks but for that. Money, how much, positions, what, bodies, how many? Um, we're already signing um, Austin Trusty. From Colorado Rapids, who Mac, and, who Mac and I barely even know, by the way, yeah, as like Americans, I, I've seen him play twice ever. He is not capped in the U.S. national team. Um, for a ten-second breakdown, he's quick, he's fast, he's not good in possession, and he is money laundering from Stan Kroenke. Um, because the Colorado Rapids are currently really not doing well financially. So yeah, are the, um, yeah, and they're just not a very good team either. You no, know, no, they're shit. Um, Shout out! Let's us. see here. Just yeah, exactly. And then Matt Turner right for now. Matt Turner for seven million. Um, really good deal. When 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 we move on Leno, um, he got a stinker against Canada, though. I gotta say, I think he was pretty poor. I disagree. I mean, yeah. people like people people highlight the second goal where it's like a thirty yard wonder goal into the top corner that freezes him. What are you expected to do there? Anyway, I was angry about people yeah. ranting about that on Twitter because I disagree. But um, in the summer, I'm saying, counting those two five bodies, um, 
two strikers, a midfielder, Matt Turner, um, Austin Trusty. Um, the only potential sixth I would add is maybe a backup right back when we move on Cedric. Um, but that, you know, that is up in the air and it's not super a priority at the moment. Um, yeah. Maybe soon though. Total, to- yeah, total money outlay. Hundred and eighty-five million. Woo! Wow. Um, oh, I don't think we'll spend that much. I do, <laughs> and I will say. Hope you're right. I, yeah, I'm. I'm predicting, you know, in the realm of thirty-five to fifty for Ruben Neves. I'll just say it right now. I, I, that, that'll be my one actual player prediction. I would love um, if we signed Ruben Neves. He'd and be then a the other Jack replacement, yeah, in my opinion. Yes. And the other like hundred and thirty of that. Um, on two strikers. So, yeah. Wow. I think we'll spend about 110. Um, that's fair and more realistic, but I'm, I'm, I'm going bigger going home, baby. I think we'll get, here's my, I'll be a little bold on this one. I think we'll get an expensive striker one. Um, and then maybe another prospect to go along with Balogun. So we'll have two young prospects and then a more established one. And I think the striker we sign will be one of the three that we've pretty much been heavily mentioning today in Isaac, David, or Calvert-Lewin. I think it's going to be one of them. I don't think we'll get multiple of them. I think it'll be one of those guys, though. I um, think we'll sign a midfielder. And probably a right back, too, though. So I think we'll probably we'll probably see some more young players coming through the door that, that don't that. have super, super high fees, yeah. All right. Um, I think that was a pretty productive podcast. Uh, Certainly, unlike agree. the unlike the Arsenal transfer window, Mac. Um, no, just kidding. We got a lot of selling done. That's why the episode is called the Selling Window because we pretty much just use this as a month to get rid of people. You know, people that needed to be uh, gotten rid of, and you know, we'll see what happens in the summer. God willing, when we get we bring nine players, players back on loan. Right. I mean, geez, that'll our squad will go from gaunt to obese, you know, like yep. in a flash. So I am excited, by the way, though. I think this is kind of off topic. Not really. We you just talked about lone players coming back. I think Saliba will come back into the fold next season. And, and I think he'll stay in the team. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. And I think that's why I've gotten rid of Chambers to make room for him. But yeah, yeah I, I think our Ted has kind of been like, all right, there we go. We, we got your experience. We wanted you to get um, and that'll do it, you know. Now the thing is, his his deal is kind of getting close, though, isn't it? I mean, um, I mean, we signed him on a five, so he'll have two left when he comes back. I think. Yeah, I think you got to bring him back and give him that new contract. I know? agree, or sell him. Even but even if contract, yeah, I think that's right, exactly, or sell him. We've got to be decisive. I'm tired, I'm sick, of, like like you were saying earlier. Someone said, "I'm sick and tired of these free transfers, left by mutual consent. I'm tired of that shit." You know, yeah. we need to start making money for our assets. Saliba's an asset, you know, sign him or sell him. That's it. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Mac, I can't wait for Arsenal to start playing again. I mean, geez, it's yeah. Next seems like Thursday. ages and it's going to be a we whole nother another week. podcast. Yeah. Another podcast up before then a week and a day. Yep. So we'll podcast will probably be back uh, within the week or maybe one before then. We'll see. Um and then, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens on Thursday. Who are we playing again? It's been so long. Wolves. Wolves, right? Oh, Ruben Neves, perfect. Yeah, um, should be inevitable a good game. goal. 
Is he's he's not out injured or anything? Is he? No, no, <laughs> I think he's in. Past? Okay, I, because I remember I had an absolute stinker when we were playing Everton. Um, oh I was yeah. Like, oh, Calvert Lewin will score a brace, and it's like, hey, yeah, dumbass, he's out for like ten years, and I was like, oh shit. Um, anywho, whoops. Anywho, yeah, anyway. indeed. Mac, marketing opportunity Daniel. of a lifetime, my dude. Uh, we love you, Arsenal. Great UK. That's the first one. Thank uh, you, check out We Love Your Arsenal Productions on everywhere. Um, second is the wrong type of football, um, ah, American yes. football, and and my beloved, you know, formerly Redskins, then redacted, then um, Washington football team have now rebranded in the worst way possible. Um, did a little stadium flyover yesterday. They released the name this morning but did a little stadium flyover yesterday and leaked the name through their own locker room window like idiots. Um, so that's entertaining. They are now the Washington Commanders, and I hate it. Um, the other suggested name was the Armada, which I think would have been absolutely sick. But no, we are the Washington Commanders, and at least the New Jerseys are dope. But honestly, I know it's the wrong kind of football. I know y'all really don't care, but I am... Sick and tired of rooting for two sports teams, both of whom have terrible owners. Um, <laughs> don't get me started on Dan Snyder. He's the worst human on this planet, but that's a total exaggeration. But um, yeah, just generally n- not a happy day in terms of a, a person, uh, an Arsenal fan from Washington, D.C. Um, Crunky out, Snyder out, uh, marketing opportunity over. Market for me, Daniel. Yeah, well, just on the subject of football, this isn't my marketing opportunity because I already have three of them written down because I couldn't decide on one. True. Triple barrel. I think that's my first one ever. Yeah, go um, on. Then. I hope Joe Burr, Joe Burr, uh, makes Stan Kroenke cry um, in the Let Super him Bowl. Let kick the shit out of the Rams. God I hope willing. the Bengals absolutely oh. demolish the Rams. That I have no respect for the Rams at all. I think they're a disgusting franchise. Um, yeah, I just do. I do not respect them at all. I am. And they would. Yeah. Yeah. I just. No. I, was, yeah. I, I, don't I, like I, I, I fear for Joe Burrow's life, though. I do because, I, dude, you know, sorry, people. He, we're going to. He has. Yeah. The Rams are fucking amazing, dude. I can't lie. He, he has know? the best player in the history of NFL football rushing at him for an entire game with the NFL's second worst offensive line. <laughs> yeah. Plus Von Miller. That's, that's a <laughs> shit day in the office. That's a really shit day in the office. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can't look past the guy who I mentioned in my Fintons Frolic 5 unconventional strikers are bringing Cooper Cup, man. That guy's true. Something Cooper else, cup. dude. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Poop in a cup. Uh, anyway, here's my triple barrel marketing opportunity. Also, of don't a do that. Thanks, y'all. Don't poop in a cup. Speaking yeah. of poop, oh my gosh. Beautiful transition. Um, no way. Yeah, I was driving to work the other day. I was going to say this at the top of the show, but figured I'd save it to the end. Give it to the cool uncles that stuck around for the whole show. I was driving to work. To all of you. Yeah, I was driving to work at eight in the morning, and uh, you know, folks at home know Tampa is a is an interesting place to put it lightly. You know, I spent my entire childhood living in a very suburban town across from a golf course. It was very 
doctored, everything is clean, the roads are beautifully paved, there's not a pothole in sight, there's not a crime in sight, it's a wonderful neighborhood, I love going back, it's so peaceful when I do. Tampa's basically the exact opposite of that. I was driving down a local street near me uh, called Yukon, and people that know the Tampa area when they come know that's close to Bush Boulevard, and Yukon is basically like the cesspool next to one of the biggest roads in the city. Um, really rough neighborhood over there. So I'm driving by this convenience store, Mac, and on one yeah. of the bus benches, there's a guy with his pants down, and he's just wiping his ass. And he must have just taken a shit on the sidewalk or something. And, of course, I basically had to make not eye contact with him, but eye to left butt cheek contact with him while he was yeah. wiping away. And I just said, wow, no wonder why I want to move out of Tampa when I'm done um, with this, because that was pretty mortifying. You know, you see something like that in New York City, at least you could get pizza at like two in the morning. There's the trade off here in Tampa. It's like you see shit like that. And there's nothing really here. So, yeah. Uh, second. Um FIFA 22, I started a career mode, a player career mode. That's not something I've done in a couple years. Oh, I love and my, player career modes. I've got one going right now. <laughs> my this is this is hilarious and ironic and true. My Republic of Ireland, six foot two striker, Daniel Finton, is playing for Venezia right now. And That's I just I picked them because I love the kits. Um, but as soon as a big team comes in and makes me an offer, I'm gonna leave their asses. I don't care. Um, I'm going to try to stay away from Arsenal though, because every time what I do is I start rejecting offers from every team until I get onto Arsenal. Like what I did on my last career mode, I got yeah, signed yeah. by the Gunners and they started paying me 250 grand a week. Um, and then I was getting offers from like Madrid and Barcelona and stuff. And they were offering me like 350 and 400, but I was just rejecting them to stay at Arsenal. <laughs> So it kind of like ruins the object of the game. Because the most fun part yeah. about player career mode is transferring, you know, to different teams yeah. and just winning the Champions League with every side ever. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I just earned, um, I started my career mode in the Portuguese league. I am a like six foot three false nine center forward um, who I, I who is Brazilian, who I've nicknamed Santinho. Um, oh, yeah. And he he just earned his his money move his first money move is not great money to uh, Marseille where he has displaced oh, a... Dimitri Payet. Uh huh. I, I kind of play playing with Salva and Guendouzi though. I kind of play as a false nine on mine, but it's kind of I I wanted it to be more obscure. I forgot that Venezia actually have some players that I know. They've got Romero between the sticks. They just yeah, signed they got Nani. some ballers, dude. Cuisance is there now. I mean, I was like, oh, oh snap! Actually, Michael yeah. Cuisance. Yeah, yeah, I know some of these players. But finally, one more, folks, I promise. Then we'll let y'all go. I gotta give a shout out to the lady, Katie. Um, I did, I, for those of you this that... This being your, your girlfriend, not Katie McCabe. Yes. <laughs> yes, my Katie. I fucking um, love Katie McCabe. Anyway, continue. I fucking love my Katie and Katie McCabe. I'm, a Katie, I'm just a Katie-loving guy. Um, yeah, so for my classes... You know, I don't have your more conventional um, courses where you just do like exams and stuff like that. I have to go, and I like it like this. I have to go out into the field and take and shoot videos, editing, edit them together, and everything, write scripts and all that stuff. So it's it's like super 
hands-on and everything. It's really good for me. Who it's really bad for, though, is Katie. Um, she absolutely despises being on camera, but she acted as my talent in a recent one-minute documentary that I made about Pokemon Go, the game. I am a nerd. I'm shameless about it. I don't care. Um, so I just wanted to shout out Katie for being such a trooper. Um, I basically ruined our entire off day by being super stressed out, stressed out and anxious about the project. And yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to selfless people. Yeah. Maybe I could be one of those one day, but I really doubt it, Mac. You know? Imagine the scenes. Um, and yeah. screw it, now that you've gone for that, I'm going to shout out the other Katie, Katie McCabe. Um, in what is growing to be my weekly Arsenal women shout out um, against Brighton. They were not having a really good first half of it. Um, and then during halftime, Katie McCabe comes into the dressing room, interrupts Jonas Eideval, and gives a, a rousing team talk. I'm not kidding. Um, that has since been publicized. It's absolutely hysterical. I would go find it if you can. Um, gives a ridiculous team talk. And then the team goes out and completely balls out, wins really good. But like all the women players were posting, you know, shout outs to Katie um, on social media. My favorite Katie McCabe moment of the match, though, is that Viviana Miedema had such a bad migraine after scoring the only goal of the game and the game winner that she came off and asked who scored. Um, Jesus. Wow. That's, yeah. First that's of all, please take care of yourself, Viv, and please don't play her anymore until she's healthy. Thank you, Jonas. But also, like, that was Katie McCabe's Instagram story. It was like, <laughs> you know, literally Miedema looking ill, just sitting in, like, a blanket on the sidelines. She goes, she just asked who scored. <laughs> Yeah, um, so somewhat depressing, but also the pl- the the players are given their all for the badge, and we'd love to see it. Lovely, lovely indeed. All right, mm-hmm. um, I think that'll do for today, Mac. It was a really productive show. We said we only wanted to go for about an hour, but we went yeah. far beyond that. Um, it has run as, a bit too long, but yeah, it's all right. As Alfie would say, though, we need a song. We do indeed. Um, I'm John Blanks. Oh, can, I got. Can we one. have something about? Oh, wait, no, I know exactly what it is. What's up? What's up? Because mine's um, kind of shit, actually. Well, because we because it's a selling window. Um, shout out to Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, who have recently formed Silk Sonic. Um, really I little fun Mars. number. Um, our our song for today is going to be "Smoking Out the Window." Uh, off of their new album. That is, yeah, that is so much better than. That's so um, much better than what I was gonna say. Yeah. That remember that one song that goes sale. Yeah, sale, sale, nation. Yeah, Fox but sale. yours is way better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Good stuff. I think that's it. Yeah. All right, that'll do, folks. Uh, thank you, cool uncles, for tuning in. Leave a review wherever you can. Share it with all of your fellow cool uncles, and we will see you on the next one it'll either be an extra canon podcast or acp 116 but we'll see thank you folks for tuning in we'll see you next time pimps toodaloo wait a minute this love started off so tender so sweet but now she got me smoking out the window Mm. 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 (sighs) must have spent 35 45 thousand up in tiffany's Badass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese. Whoa, whoa.
Non mi sai scrivere a chi lì 